Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Miguel. I am the host of Strategy Rewind Podcast, a podcast that focuses on the mindset and strategies necessary for a breakthrough moment. How many times have you established a goal but not quite completed it? Or you were almost there, something happened, something you didn't foresee or couldn't control. Or maybe you feel stuck in your journey and attempting to complete a goal. That's where I come in. Utilize strategy in order to accomplish the goals that you've set forward. By establishing a strategy, it requires, first of all, to identify where you are and exactly what are your core values. Core values speak so much about who you are and what's important to you. Having identified that, it's much easier to then actually set forth a strategy and help you think strategically. To think strategically is to be able to pivot. It's to see the solution even when you don't feel like there is one. And the key part there is when you don't feel like there is one. Because so often we allow our emotions to dictate our behavior. And it shouldn't be so. It should be that our emotions do not master us, but that we master our emotions. However, the truth is that oftentimes in the face of difficulty, in the face of challenges, emotional damage (laughs) takes place. And in those moments, we have to be able to see a solution. How many times have you been in a conversation, in a meeting with some individuals, and you have that one person who's always talking about what can't be done? How many times have you been in a conversation, in a meeting, when you have that one person who's always talking about the negativity? We've tried that before. That doesn't work here. We don't do things that way. It'll never work, they say. The truth is that we don't need those type of people putting out that type of poison. And it is poison. It'll contaminate entirely the conversation. Furthermore, it'll contaminate your mindset. Because what happens is that if the people around you that are saying it isn't possible are loudest voiced in the room, and you begin to believe it. Not only will you begin to believe it, you begin to act as though it's real. You'll begin to act as though indeed there is no solution, as though indeed there is no alternative. And despite your best efforts, despite attempting to and wanting to and desiring to grow, well, it'll seem like climbing Mount Everest. But even in your efforts of climbing Mount Everest, the idea would be that you would have a strategy, that you would have a game plan, not that you would go at it as though navigating in the dark. So when we talk about strategy, what exactly are we talking about here? We're talking about the ability to implement a plan that is specific to you. Too often we fall into this trap of comparing ourselves to someone else. My dad did it this way. My mom did it this way. My Uncle Joe did it this way. I know somebody over there who did it this way. The truth is that you first have to identify who you are and where you are. Again, the easiest way to identify who you are, or at least who you want to be, is to begin to identify your core values. Now, assuming we're past that point, you then want to identify where are you? How far away are you from becoming that person? from making that version of you a reality and from accomplishing your goals. Now, once you begin to put together exactly where you are, you can then begin to create a map 
of where you want to get to. Ideally, you want to begin with the end and then kind of work in what the road would look like. And this is where we get the term roadmap, right? You kind of determine where you want to be and what those checkpoints would look like. But I think this oversimplifies it, at least the way it's being said or presented, because we don't realize that what's going to require oftentimes is that we would examine our daily habits. Like we think that just because we know where we want to go and that we know where we are, that that's going to make it that much easier. It requires a little more. We have to be able to examine our habits because our habits actually speak about what really is important to us. Like you can say that family is important to you, but if you have the habit of not paying attention to your family, well, then is it really? And maybe you want it to be, but then we have to challenge your habits. Furthermore, you have to challenge your mindsets. When we talk about thinking strategically, again, it's being able to pivot and it's being able to see the solution even when you don't feel like there is one. Yes, as a personal growth strategist, I do work with individuals that sometimes feel stuck, but I work with individuals that are people like you and I, people that are the working person, the person who is trying to navigate their career and relationship, the person who's trying to navigate if they should switch lanes and not pursue a career or pursue the career. What the next step may be may look like, well, the biggest step ever. But in this case, we are talking about personal growth. What exactly is personal growth? I'm sure you've heard that term, right? Personal growth. It seems like it's a term that frankly, it's getting played out. Everyone seems to be using it now, but I don't hear anyone defining it. So let me try to define it for you. And hopefully this shines some light as to what we're talking about here. Personal growth, as I see it, is the process of discovery, development, and maturity of one's gifts. It's allowing you to have the greatest impact and leaving a lasting legacy. That to me is personal growth. Again, it's the process of discovery, development, and maturity of one's gift, allowing you to have the greatest impact and leave a lasting legacy. Let's kind of break this down a little, shall we? We talk about the process of discovery. Oftentimes, people don't want to actually discover themselves because in order for you to do that, you may have to confront some things in your life. You may have to address the elephant in the room. But once you've begun the process of discovering yourself, and again, I think that the genesis, if you will, the beginning point is defining your core values. So once you begin this process of discovering yourself, it's much easier to then start the development process. Because as you define your core values and you've already determined what's important to you, you can then begin the development process to ensure that your 10 life domains lead you to bringing those values to reality. And yes, there are 10 life domains. Spirituality is one of them. Intellect is another. And yes, well, your health is another. So there lies the discovery part. We've also touched a little bit about that development part, but the other aspect is the maturity part. All right, I want to make a quick confession here. I am not a life coach. 
No, I'm not a life coach because I'm a personal growth strategist. A personal growth strategist can help you think strategically and establish a strategy in the face of adversity. Maybe you're ready to go to the next level, but you don't see the starting line. You have a hunger and a drive inside you, but you feel like there's a fog that surrounds you. The responsibilities of every day bog you down, making it much more difficult and complicated to even start or feel as though you can start a personal growth growth strategist not only allows you to define the starting line, but they help you have a breakthrough moment. Head over to MiguelLeBron.com. That's MiguelLeBron.com, where today you can set up a free 30-minute strategy session. So no, I'm not a life coach. I'm a personal growth strategist, and I want you to have a breakthrough moment. So it's not enough for me to discover what's important for me, and it's not enough for me to begin to develop it. I then have to mature it. There's a maturation process that takes place. So when you talk about, just to put it in practical terms, if you're getting your license, well, the license says that you can sit behind the wheel and that you can drive. But there's a maturation process, right? Yes, you have discovered the open road. Congratulations. (laughs) And you are developing said skills, maybe through continual training or just by going on the road and driving. But there's a maturation process. Not every road is the same. Not every weather is going to be the same. And so as you drive in different cities and different states, even in different countries, as you drive in different roads and avenues and communities, you begin to actually expand your driving ability and it matures. Likewise, when you talk about having or discovering a gift, Let's say you're so passionate about public speaking, but while you may have discovered that, you haven't developed it. You haven't stood on stage, rather it be physically or virtually. And if you haven't developed it, well, then how can you start the maturation process? So when we talk about personal growth, it's the process of discovery, development, and maturity of one's gifts. Again, it's not just discovering it and that's it, although that feels great. And it's also not discovering and developing, although that feels great. You actually have to embrace the maturation process. This is where habits come in. What you do on a daily routine will actually affect your maturation process. But it's not over there because, again, personal growth, as I define it, as I see it, is the process of discovering development and maturity of one's gifts, allowing you to have the greatest impact and leave a lasting legacy. When we talk about impact, it should not be confused with influence. Impact and influence are not the same thing. To me, influence requires relationship and impact, well, anyone can impact. Think of, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, when I was a kid, we would go to the lake and oftentimes we would take the rocks and throw them to the lakes. Now, When we would do this, it was an interesting thing because I remember that despite how big the rock may be or not, or even if I failed to skip the rock, it would cause a ripple effect. Here's the interesting thing. The rock, it caused a ripple effect, but the leaves that fell from the nearby trees onto the water, guess what it caused? A ripple effect. This allows us to understand that anyone can have a ripple effect. Some people have positive uh, effects or impacts. Other individuals have negative impacts. So anyone can cause an impact. 
such as the rock and the leaf, but you want to be people who actually cause a positive impact. And so as you develop, as you discover, develop, and mature your gift, it allows you to have uh, the greatest impact possible. Of course, this all leads us to legacy. And it's really the conversation I want to have here today with you. And I've titled this, Before You Leave the Room, Legacy Talk. And the reason I've titled it Before You Leave the Room will have to do with the way I define legacy. Of course, right now we are live on the Wisdom application. So as you enter the room, feel free to click on the button. Maybe you have a different definition for personal growth. I definitely would love to hear that. Join in on the conversation. If there's anything that resonates with you, go ahead and tap that button. Become a guest on this conversation as we proceed forward. So one of the things to note here is the following. You can control the impact you have. You are in control of that. You can control the impact you have, but you may not always be able to control the legacy you leave. Understand this. You can control the impact you have, but you may not always be able to control the legacy you leave. So it's important that you would serve whenever possible, that you would connect instead of communicating, and that you would positively impact those that you come in contact with. Let's kind of go through this, shall we? Again, you can control the impact you have, but you may not always be able to control the legacy you leave. So one way to ensure that you're leaving a positive legacy is to, number one, serve whenever possible. Again, it's whenever possible. Some people don't want to be served. Some people find it very difficult to be served. It's like giving a compliment. Some people are easy giving compliments, but not so much as taking compliments. But if you can serve whenever the opportunity comes up, if you can serve whenever that opportunity comes up, you have now left a positive impact and you have now left a lasting legacy with that individual. Again, serve whenever possible. Help someone. And this doesn't have to be a massive ordeal. It can be something as simple as helping someone get up when they've fallen. It can be as simple as providing some constructive criticism or holding the door for someone when you see them walking into a building. That is a positive impact. Sharing a smile with someone. That is a positive impact that you're having and a legacy that you have left with that individual. Now, there are individuals that you'll interact with on just a short basis, and there are individuals that you'll interact with on a daily basis. So it's up to you to be able to decipher how can I serve at this moment. Of course, one of the things that I found most effective is to simply ask the individual, how can I be of service? To me, how can I be of service is a much more powerful question than asking, how can I help? How can I be of service? It actually broadens the conversation because sometimes how can you help? Well, help by carrying those boxes, they may say, or how can I be of service? Actually opens up the conversation. I think it shows a more willingness, a more desire to actually be of service. Also, it's not a statement that most individuals actually say. So again, you can control the impact you have, but you cannot 
always control the legacy you leave. To ensure you're leaving a positive legacy, look for ways to serve and serve whenever possible. Number two, connect instead of communicating. Now, I know that's kind of ironic that as I am conversing with you and using this form of communication, I'm saying, hey, don't communicate, connect. What exactly does that mean? What that means is that there ought to be a connection, at the very least on a human level. We should be as transparent and as authentic as possible given the situation, given the moment. Too often we try to present a life as though we've got it all figured out, as though we know how things go. We, we have won the war already. But the truth is we all go through difficulties. Sometimes we all fail, we all stumble. But if you present yourself in a authentic manner, in an honest manner, in a manner by which you want to be of service to others, it allows you to connect. When you connect with people, what happens is that the words you're saying is not only that they're hearing, it's not even that they're just listening, it's that it resonates, it impacts them in a deeper level. And this is why you may find yourself sometimes in conversations where someone says to you, I don't know how, but I'm just talking to you like if I've known you forever. You've made a connection. You've made an impact. You've left a legacy. So connect instead of communicating. And finally, positively impact those you come in contact with. Now this is a muscle. It does require intention that you would every day wake up and when you see that moment to serve that you would spring into action the issue is that so many times we are doubting about our gifts our talents or that if we're even able to do such a thing like serving others this is why personal growth as i define it is the process of discovery development and maturity of one's gifts it should be able to remove doubt as you grow, as you mature with these gifts. So we've already spoken a little bit about legacy here. I suppose we should define what legacy is. After all, I've titled this Legacy Talk. So what is legacy? Well, as I see it, legacy is how you are remembered. It's the stories, memories, lessons, and relationships that are fostered after you've either left the room or left the earth. This is the way I define legacy. Again, legacy is how you are remembered. It's the stories, it's the memories, the lessons and relationships you, that are fostered after you've left the room or after you've left earth. I think we all know on a macro level, in the big picture sense, we all know how legacy plays out after you left earth i think we understand that concept after all if you think about the world of basketball several years ago kobe bryant passed away tragically he and his daughter and several other individuals but kobe bryant was such a public figure that well it's left such a void in certain areas but it's also shined a light to his legacy and that's the thing that when you're no longer on this earth the way you're remembered is the legacy the stories that people share about you that's your legacy 
the lessons people learn from you. That's the legacy, those relationships you fostered. That's part of your legacy. And I think we understand that. When you think about your grandmother, I know several years ago, my grandmother passed away. I actually had the experience where it was kind of back to back to back. <laughs> I had the experience where my grandmother from my mother's side passed away. My grandfather from my mother's side passed away. Then my mother passed away. And then my grandmother from my father's side passed away. Almost within years or months span. It was literally back to back to back to back. <laughs> and when I think about these individuals, they all had an impact in my life. There's a story that I was told that when I was, my father shared the story with me that when I was a kid, there was a moment where I got really sick. Now you should know that my mother and my father, when they got together, they were very young by a very young age, I think about 18 or 19, my older brother was already born. And then a year later I was born. So by the time before they were 20, 21, I was already born. And so there was a moment there where I got really sick as an infant. And so they left me with my grandmother and my, and my grandmother, as I was a child, I can remember that she would just love on me differently. She loved all her grandkids, but she would just love on me differently. And I could never understand it. Like I could never comprehend the way she looked at me and the way she loved on me and the way she was just so caring towards me. I could just never comprehend that until after she had passed away, my father shared a story, which is that when I was an uh, infant, when I was a baby, I was very sick to the point where my father and my mother didn't know what to do. Again, they were fairly young. And so they left me with my grandmother and my grandmother nursed me back to health. Uh, and she had fallen so in love with, with me as a child that she wanted, uh, she was like, hey, I'll stay with him. I'll keep him here. <laughs> And of course, my mother said no, but but that really explained why she looked at me the way she did. And so there was an impact there, a legacy that she left, things, lessons along the way. The same thing with my grandmother and my grandfather from my mother's side. And of course, my mother, just an awesome, awesome. When I think back of the relationship that I had with my mother, I'm very I'm very happy that my mother and I were able to, at a particular moment, have mature conversations because everybody's experience is different. But from a Latino perspective, as a Latin American, as, you know, second oldest of a household, oftentimes there's these moments where it feels like you can't have honest conversations. It's just you're always the, the you're always the, the baby. You're always the, you know, <laughs> you're always a nanny or something of that nature. And, um, and there was these moments in my life where I was able to have honest conversations with my mother. And that was, as I look back, that's so rewarding. And so when we talk about legacy, I think we understand legacy as a, as, as a conversation point for the great beyond, right? When, when you are no longer on this earth. I think we understand legacy from that perspective. This is why I purposely titled this, Before You Leave the Room, because we don't often take into consideration that legacy is not only limited to what the stories and the memories and lessons and relationships that you fostered 
after you left Earth. We, we don't, right? it's not limited to that. It also has to do with those stories, those memories and lessons, and even relationships fostered while you were in the room. And this is the big part, right? You may be asking, Miguel, what do you mean by the room? Well, the room is the space in which you're serving at your highest level. The room is that community that you have built. The room in your life maybe may different rooms. Like you may find yourself in one room and then in another. Uh, you know, you may find yourself in a circle, in a tribe, and then in another. Right? And so what happens is that we don't think about often with the perspective of legacy. We don't often think about what is the impact I'm going to have? An example of this would be maybe you're working in your job and you know that you're towards the tail end, but what legacy have you left while you've been there? How will you be remembered? And maybe you're saying, I can care less how I'm remembered. You should care. You should care because this is this plays a massive factor on the overarching story that is your life. Right? Have you served to your maximum capacity where you are? Or have you been quiet quitting? And now this goes back to that discovery part because the discovery part has to do with your values. And if you find it massively valuable and in your life, it is a non-negotiable to be someone who is authentic, then guess what? You should want to serve to the highest level possible. You should want to impact to the highest level possible authentically. And how will you be remembered when you have left that job? How will you be remembered when you've left that university, that college, that school, that town, that city, that place that you're living in. How will you be remembered? Now, again, again, I said previously, you can control the impact you have, but you may not always be able to control the legacy you leave. Some people just may not align with your values. And, and that's that's part of the game. That's just part of what it is. You're not for everybody. I realize I'm not for everybody. I realize that this this talk, this podcast, this this moment, this conversation, it ain't for everybody. I dig it. I get it. I respect it. I understand it. It's not something that's going to harm me. But when we talk about the fact of having the ability to leave a legacy, you should surround yourself with people that nourish your vision. You should be someone who nourishes another person's vision. And you should always take this into consideration that you're not always going to be in the position you are and you're not always going to be on this planet Earth. Today's conversation was necessary, and I believe it's pivotal in your journey. But the question is, what's next? Where do you go from here? The next step is for you to set up a free 30-minute strategy session. Head over to MiguelLeBron.com or click on the link in the show notes. It's necessary for you to take all of the things you've learned and apply them so that you can have a breakthrough moment.